We spent a lot of time talking about how the Cleveland Browns could be without Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about what do the Browns do if that happens? We're going to break that down and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, NFL fans? It is another episode of the Locked On NFL podcast, your daily podcast, keeping you up to date with everything going on around the National Football League. I am Ross Jackson with our our co-host, Luke Braun, here on Tuesdays. Of course, we have a rowdy band of characters hosting this show every Monday through Friday. So we're very excited to be here with you. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. Don't forget, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, which is where we are live right now. Hi, chat. Hi, everybody. Thank you all for being Hello. here. Thanks for coming through. Luke, it has been a wild week. Even uh, It's only been two days. It's only been two days this week. It was a wild Monday. Right? <laughs> what a week. And 11 a wild... it's Tuesday. <laughs> That's a great one. It has been a wild just like beginning of the week already. Uh, Here we are in the middle of what is supposed to be kind of like the dog days of the summer where not a lot of stuff happens in the NFL. But there is so much going on. And we're going to talk about a couple of different things today. What do the Cleveland Browns do if they end up without not only Deshaun Watson, but Baker Mayfield? Debo Samuel hasn't rescinded his trade request from the San Francisco 49ers, but where is actually the best fit for him and what NFL team would actually be able to utilize him to his best sort of skill set? And to close out the show, I'm very excited about this, inspired by the one and only Luke Braun, who rated the top Vikings (laughs) quarterbacks by vibes only. We're going to take a look at today's cast of NFL quarterbacks and look at them and rank them by vibes only. So I'm looking forward to all of this vibes only. And we'll define vibes only. Actually, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Luke define vibes only, but I'm gonna make him do it later. Because yeah. you wrote the article that like surmises all of this idea and everything. Yeah. So you know, this yeah. Yeah. The you thing know. about vibes, there's no laws, no rules. We'll get to it. But let's <laughs> let's talk about the Browns, who are a little screwed. So yeah. Here's the thing. So the Browns are they've been actively trying to shop Baker Mayfield and stuff, right? There's a little bit of steam about the Seahawks. There always kind of has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that goes down. And now Baker Mayfield is a Seahawk. And mm-hmm. then what we know from the league right now is that they are pursuing a lengthy suspension for Deshaun Watson. And it sounds like they're going to do a move, and they've done this before, the indefinite suspension, and it will rescind it after a year if we feel good. Yeah. Um, and... So a year-long suspension, functionally, that'll be called indefinite. Maybe it's more if he gets in trouble again or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves the Browns with nobody. Jacoby Brissett under, <laughs> under center? Okay. <laughs> what do we do? Here's here's my thing around the Jacoby Brissett situation is that Jacoby Brissett's not a bad quarterback. He's not the greatest quarterback, right? Like, you're going to—you're not—you're probably not going to win your division— uh, see the Indianapolis Colts with Jacoby Brissett yeah. as your quarterback, right? But he's going to keep you afloat, and he's going to keep you from looking like you're tanking, right? Because what's the other option, right? Like, what what really is it? Do you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and hope for the best? No, you might as well just stick with no, Jacoby yeah. Brissett in that case, right? 
Yeah, the the move is I don't think they have a choice. They go with Jacoby Brissett, and either they win two games and it's a tank year, or oh look, Jacoby Brissett won six games. Look how respectable they are. Right. Either way, it's kind of an embarrassing situation because the Browns did not need to live like this. I mean, they, the this is one. an entirely unforced error um, that is <laughs> essentially sinking. And here's the deal: look, yeah. it, as fans. As 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 uh, somebody very steeped in the fandom of a team that is very often somewhere between seven and seven and nine wins, um, even before the Kirk Cousins era, you know the the, the Vikings mm-hmm. never really got worse than six and ten, except for a handful of times. Their whole history, there's a lot of desire in the Vikings fan base to tank, kind of always. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna miss the playoffs, you might as well miss the playoffs and get a top five pick instead of a top eighteen pick. Those That's fans, those fans do be friggin' fricked. They that, do be friggin' fricked <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You never want to get fricked. Um, fricked to heck. But here's the deal. That's a mentality for cowards uh, who are afraid to put their hopes in a sports team. Um, so with the Browns, you can't. One of the biggest problems with that is the NFL stands for not for long, right? Right. A lot of people's, a lot of players' careers, contracts are going to be up. You know, people get one year older. People only, I mean, the average NFL player only has three or four years in their whole thing. So if you are a member of the Cleveland Browns right now, just like a a rank and file member of the Browns, Mm -hmm. what do you have to be thinking right now? That the Browns had a perfectly fine setup with Baker Mayfield. Maybe, Maybe Mayfield wasn't good enough, and maybe going out and getting a better quarterback in a vacuum is a reasonable thing to do. But obviously, this like no part of this was unpredictable. No right. part of this should have been a surprise to them at all. And so if you're a rank-and-file member of the Browns going, well, like what if you're in a contract year, and you're going, well, now I'm going to get buried on a two-win team, and I probably won't be able to sign until July next year. Great. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrew Barry. Like, how... Right incensed must you be and that's how a culture can fall apart and that's how a whole roster starts to fracture and fall apart by the time you get to sean watson back the whole team's gonna be gonna go their separate ways because they're all stuck on a two-win team and nothing's worth keeping on a two-win team yeah our friends over at peacock and williamson today explored or monday explored the the question is the trade for deshaun watson the worst in nfl history and well, <laughs> I have an idea for a worse one. <laughs> Just talked about it on Locked on Vikings, actually, on Monday. Go check which, that out. Which one would you say is the worst one? Is it the uh, Trent Richardson trade? Because that was pretty no. horrific. No, Herschel Walker. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> that's the one my team did. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. So, I mean, but it's up there in terms of the conversation if this suspension goes through and he's gone even for a year. Because as you mentioned, like, it's not just as simple as, oh, Deshaun Watson's back in 2023. We're good again. Like, <laughs> it's not that simple, yeah. right? Like, well, the rest the whole of team the will team be gone. falls like, apart. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the locker Not room will be this. messed up over it. Like, right. there's a lot of rebuilding to do for this guy. But, I mean, I guess, I don't know. They did also sign him to a huge, fully guaranteed deal. So, maybe on the other end of the rebuild, the hope is that he'll still be in there and then maybe you can get something going. But, yeah, I don't know, point, Browns fans. For a second contract with him, I guess? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Browns fans are used to darkness. It's going to be a dark couple of years, I think. I don't think there's a way. Like, maybe there's something bright on the end of it. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But, yeah, you're back in the the tunnel. I hope you liked the Derek Anderson days because I feel like we're kind of back there. Yeah, it stinks. I'll tell you what. It could be worse. You could be the Houston Texans right now who are, are dealing with their own lawsuit as the, uh, the, the plaintiffs from the 
uh, Deshaun Watson case, some of them have now filed their case against the Houston Texans for covering the whole thing up. So it could be worse. could be worse, I guess. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Um, we'll, t- we'll talk about the, the Texans in a second. But if you wanted to, you could go bet on a number of teams um, on Bet Online on their, their win totals and stuff, bet mm-hmm. on where they land. Uh, right now, the Cleveland Browns are not on that list. Those odds are, will, will come someday. <laughs> yeah. Probably waiting for whatever happens with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you should bet on uh, the Adrian Peterson Le'Veon Bell fight oh, that's yes. coming up now. On I want to say July third or something like that, yeah, something, or um, something like that. I don't know, but it's gonna yeah. be awesome. <laughs> or July thirtieth. Sorry, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, at the I refuse to call it anything but the Staples Center, <laughs> <laughs> and you can find it at BetOnline.net. You can bet on whatever. You can bet on that fight. You can bet on baseball. You can bet on um, anything you can find. WNBA, whatever you can. Uh, build all of those fun player props, crazy parlays. I know you like to build. You can even bet right in the middle of the game with their live betting apparatus. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Chuck, continue on today's episode of Locked On NFL. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show for your second listen or another listen, and make sure you also check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. They're doing a great job over there. Former NFL scout Matt Williamson and, of course, NFL analyst Brian Peacock. Those guys are on fire right now. Uh, super, super cool stuff going on over on the show. Luke, we we, we kind of mentioned the, the Houston Texans. We're going to talk Debo Samuels. We kind of mentioned the Houston Texans here. Uh, just as we closed out that last conversation, what do you do here if you're the Houston Texans? Like, we, like there's a, so much attention going to the Cleveland Browns, obviously, because like that's where the quarterback is now. But the Houston Texans, they shipped him out. They got him off their hands. They get this like return and draft picks and everything, this kind of king's ransom back. And now they could potentially lose some of that with this new piece of news around them being brought to trial effectively. Right. So amidst, if you missed it, if amidst the Deshaun Watson lawsuit and all the legal proceedings going on there, some of those plaintiffs have also filed lawsuits against the Houston Texans, essentially on the grounds of you helped him cover it up, you supported him through it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't try to go over any of the details. I don't want to mess any of that up. But uh, basically where we're at now is now the Houston Texans are like named defendants in uh, s- sexual assault lawsuits. Wild. That's... Yeah. And as like from a moral standpoint, you know, you would hope that if they did cover help cover things up, if if there is truth to that, that justice will be served and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think where you and I come in, Ross, what we have is speculation on the actual result of of this. Right. Um, Because regardless of what happens in the court, the NFL works on the court of public opinion. We kind of know this. Mm -hmm. And the PR surrounding this is a lot worse when it's one player and you can just suspend that player and say, we did our job, you know, and right. we are right. truly, I mean, the, the, the shield, the NFL wants to hold itself up as a moral kind of role model, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we, we play 60 and, you know, our, look at our good players and they're working right. the community and they're, you know, we, we want to, and, and if there's a bad apple, we'll suspend them and we'll do our thing, you know, mm-hmm. when it's a team, that's a lot harder. There's politics different. to that. There's yeah. an owner with a vote on things. That's a lot harder. 
And I don't know. I I don't know if I can think of like an analogous situation to like go. Well, you know, last time something like this happened. I don't know if anything like this has happened in this particular way that we can like compare to. So I don't. I have no idea if this means the Texans lose draft picks. This means you know the Texans are find or Mm -hmm. if certain members of the if they find out you know if they find people to name maybe that'll be a thing they find a head that can roll and say well that person is suspended now and you know we figure or is it the organization as itself is punished and here's where i'm at the people that lose the most here are browns and texans fans Mm -hmm. y'all didn't ask for this right right Right. you guys all you did was grow up in houston or cleveland or become a fan however you became a fan and now you have to, like, this is what I've been saying from the get-go. Now you have to be like, uh, now I have to choose between, like, basic morality and hoping my favorite players in Orange score more points than the other team. And all it's like, you man, want is joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And especially if you're a Browns or a Texans fan, it's been rough. Right. And it's, I mean, Browns fans have some calluses built up, so at mm-hmm. least maybe you're, you're conditioned for it. But, like, it's so unfair to yeah. them. And so I think if you're a Browns and Texans fan and you are livid at your team, I think that's perfectly fair. I say let it out. Yeah, I think you go. I think you go the bounty gate route. Sorry to bring that up, but I think you go the <laughs> bounty gate route and like you you impose action on the people that were most immediately uh, yeah. speculated to be a part of whatever the cover. Speaking up of indefinite like one year suspension, right? Exactly. Like that's a perfect <laughs> example of like what could yeah. happen with Deshaun Watson. It could be a good example of what could happen with the Houston Texans as well. I don't know. I think you just. I think you try to lessen as much of the like for the Texans part of it. You try to lessen as much of the like fan or, or or public opinion part of it as you can and just go after the people that are individually responsible there. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seems to be the thing that makes the most sense to me, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We, we cannot put, look, we can't put a lot of faith into the NFL, but I will also point out that as of the 2020 CBA, which one of the biggest things in that CBA, which then got overshadowed by some other stuff that happened in March of 2020. Right. Um, so I feel like a lot of people have forgotten. It's not just Goodell anymore. Um, right. It, for the last decade, it's been Roger Goodell, judge, jury, executioner, trying to make his best ridiculously out of touch, like judgment call on what is actually right. Um, and often making the wrong call, you know, like with Ray Rice, it's a two game suspension till it isn't. Um, now it's an independent board approved by both the NFL and the players union. So it's not even the NFL yep. itself with full power. It's actually the NFLPA as much or as little faith as you'll have in either of those organizations. <laughs> it's still two people with opposed interests in this approving. So you can hopefully trust that this is a truly independent party mm-hmm. um, making this decision. And that's going to be what it all comes down to. But we're getting close to a point where, now the Browns need to know what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson, and I think the Texans need to know what's going to happen to them um, because people in that organization that didn't have Jack all to do with any of this, scouts for the Texans or people like that, um, need to be able to do their jobs. So yeah. I, very... th- hopefully this process can get gone. 
Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting weekend news dump, I think. But uh, <laughs> that's probably what this is all going to be. Um, all right, before we move on to the vibiest quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's uh, lighten the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about Debo Samuel. You know the yeah. deal, right? Debo Samuel, he he, you know, asked for a trade from the San Francisco 49ers, but it's been some back and forth around it. There was the whole, like, Debo staying shirt, and he's like, oh, I don't know about all that. And then all of a sudden you have now that he hasn't actually rescinded or pulled back his trade requests from the San Francisco 49ers. But it's not just about like, okay, who are the teams that need a wide receiver? Like you want to find the place that Debo Samuel is going to be the best fit. And it's really interesting because his specific fit came with where he was, the San Francisco 49ers. So where, Luke, is the best actual fit for Debo Samuel if he were to be traded? If he were to be traded, it's Minnesota. Oh, it's, okay. Here's the deal. I'm being a homer. Screw you. All right. You can't. You're not the cops. Nobody. You're not my dad, and you can't control me. I'm being a homer. Um. So here's the thing. Kevin O'Connell has made a big deal out of using Dalvin Cook as a bona fide wide receiver, right? Um, and in the passing game and stuff. And it's been reported, um that he's been lining up in bunch formations and splitting out wide more. Now, that's a thing that everybody does. The Saints do that with Kamara and, with, uh, Kamara and stuff. Yeah. And if if the Saints actually keep a lot of the, the same DNA of that offense, I actually think that's a good idea too. Um, but, you know, teams that are willing to use their running back like a wide receiver and, and Kevin O'Connell, one of the only things we even know about him is that he's <laughs> been using Dalvin Cook as more of a true like up the seam downfield wide receiver i'm not talking screens and swing right. passes i'm talking actually part right, of right. a passing progression mm-hmm. um and that's exactly what you want out of debo samuel somebody who can be that guy in a bunch and then also motion to the backfield and do something um so yeah screw it what are you gonna do arrest me it's Minnesota. <laughs> i love it no i think that that's great i think it's a good example of how to like find a fit for debo samuel based upon what he did in san francisco but my thing is that like debo is forcing himself out of san francisco because he didn't like his usage reportedly right so if he wants to do right. less of the running back hybrid thing i look at the atlanta falcons as much as i hate saying it the Atlanta Falcons would be a really interesting fit for him because it would oh, allow yeah. him because of what they have with Cordero Patterson already. And they did a wonderful job with Cordero yeah. Patterson last year. Somebody you're very familiar with, of course, who started his sure. career with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 618 receiving yards and six touchdowns, 548, uh, sorry, 618 rushing yards and six touchdowns, 548 receiving yards and five touchdowns. So they already have that guy that can do the take snaps from the backfield and take snaps out wide. So for Debo, it puts him in a situation to where like, if they want to do that every now and then they know how to do it effectively. And they've proven that now you have a situation instead to where you have the spot where he would always fit in as that team's number one wide receiver, or let's just say one of the team's top two wide receivers across from rookie Drake London, who they just, who they just drafted. So as much as I hate it, I also love it in terms of what the fit could be for Debo Samuel if they decide to use him in that sort of multifaceted route, but then also just to give him a place where he can majority line up out wide like he wants to do. Sure. And if you're trying to bring a young quarterback like Desmond Ritter along, what better oh, yeah. guy to have than somebody like Debo Samuel that can run a lot of routes, and a lot of those routes are not as difficult of throws. This isn't, you know, go routes down. Like he could do a go route down the sideline, but mm-hmm. you can use him to do things that help kind of nurture that quarterback. I like it. 
Yeah, it would be a good fit for him. So we'll see exactly what ends up happening with Debo Samuel. But as we wrap up today's episode, we're going we're gonna to talk vibiest quarterbacks. Let's Top get weird. five quarterbacks. We're going to get weird. It's going to be a lot of fun as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. All right, Luke, it's time. All right, so here's the deal. Quarterback rankings suck, all of them. I'm sorry, your favorite quarterback ranking? It's bad. It's not fun. It's just, I can put literally, I could randomize a list in Excel and post it in an article, write one sentence about each guy, and it would look just as legitimate as anything you see on TV. It's a stupid thing to do. And so in my contempt and disdain for the format, I wrote an article about all Vikings quarterbacks through history, like all the old Tarkenton and all the old guys, um, but only on their vibes. So not about how good they are, not about how their chance of winning a Super Bowl. This isn't odds. This isn't stats. This is purely feelings, um, feels over reels. And that's the rules. <laughs> so um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll start. I'll give you my first one. Um, we did, Ross and I did top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now by vibes. Ooh, um, my first one is Josh Allen. Oh, few reasons. A, Josh Allen, very cool on the field. Super fun to watch. Every single Bills game is an absolute delight. Um, and for the right reasons, too, not for like chaos. Like Vikings games are fun, too, but for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, it's like, ah, oh, how are they going to, you know, piss down their leg this time? No, with Josh <laughs> Allen and the Bills, it's just always a good time. And they're always good. I mean, they, they pitched a perfect game against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Everyone enjoyed watching that. Every single person except for Boston. But I don't know if there are people there. So... Uh, Josh Allen also off the field is just, oh. a everybody loves him, right? Yep. Great Magic dude. Tricks. The, the, the vibe office. in Buffalo with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and everybody in there and the vibe in Buffalo right now is impeccable. Everybody is having a grand old time and it's super fun and you will not find a more positive vibe than Josh Allen and his bills. I love that. I love that. All right. I'll, I'll give you my number one. And first, I'm going to read a quote by the uh, famed philosopher Kyrie Irving. Uh, <laughs> Normal people keep the world June going. content. <laughs> Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. And that person is Baker Mayfield. Number one on my <laughs> list is Baker Mayfield. Okay. Listen, Baker with the dance videos... He's got the like the the 100% vibes have been there since college, right? He is just this dude that th- he's playbook pff, throw it out the window. True. I will take care. He's a gamer. Of it. Put it in my hands and I will take care of it. That is Baker Mayfield and those are vibes, my friend. Mm-hmm. And then you also look at the fact that he ran from the police. Like I know people who run from the police, Luke, all right? They're all vibey, every That's single true. one of them, okay? I know Baker Mayfield. I don't know Baker Mayfield, but I know Baker Mayfield. And so <laughs> he's number one on my list of quarterbacks on vibes only. Easy, easy. Beautiful. I didn't actually have Baker on mine, but that's mostly because there's such a dark cloud over his situation. It ruins the vibe for me. But perhaps if we do this exercise again next summer. And he's got a redemption could- story? That seed, that'd be pretty Vibes. big, you know. I mean, if he gets traded to Seattle tomorrow, it's it's different. But my second is Dak Prescott. Great one. Um, again, very fun to watch on the field. I love watching Dak Prescott play. Uh, but beyond that, there's 
great off-field contributions, work in the community is all very good, very wholesome. His situation is very stable in a historically unstable place, which is Dallas. He he, there's there's a lot of weird quarterback situations going on around the league. And Dak Prescott has his resolved. And it's very there's a comfort to it. You can really you can hang your hat on Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, And I you know, he's he's leading that team. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Something about Dak Prescott's vibe is very comforting to me. So I I have him second. Just a mad trustworthy dude. Yeah, uh, trustworthy. Yeah. All right. Number two on my list is is, is the actual Mr. 305, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy ah, Bridgewater's yeah. vibes are unmatched sans Baker Mayfield. When I watch Teddy Bridgewater and you see like the, the gif of him with the camera over on the sidelines smiling, that big old smile of his, oh, the yeah. way that he plays the game is so fun too. Like, And then you have um, the... Uh, the bicycle that he was hitting out. A lot of people will try to call it chopper style and all that stuff. It's not. It's a Dade County thing. But he had like the bicycle dance that he did all oh, the time. It's a Dade County thing. It's a Miami thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but like his vibes are just wild and he's so fun all the time. So I got him on my list at number two. That makes it so much funnier that Stefan Diggs did that at the Saints after the 2019 playoff game. Like he did that at Sean Payton. I know like we did. have Dalvin Cook and Xavier Rhodes on that team. Like we had some people from there. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, anyways, three for me. Uh, I'm going with Joe Burrow. Joe Cool, right? Same. Hair slicked back, cigar, sunglasses. Yep. He's not afraid to speak out on what he believes in. It's right. very good. It's a it's a fantastic vibe that he brought to the Super Bowl, um, and I think a lot, like everybody was rooting for Joe Burrow in that Super Bowl, except I guess Rams fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing to add. He's he's actually my number three as well. I had him in exactly nice. that same spot in that same spot. Well, I guess let's move to number four then. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is Justin Herbert, who is Ooh. unquestionably adorable. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert, he's shy. He's got, uh, I mean, he's got that like nineties heartthrob boy band hair and that yeah, is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but he's just this, he's like the most humble ho-hum dude. It's like he woke up and forgot he was an NFL quarterback and he has to be like, Oh, I'm phenomenal at this. That's it's, right. It's at a like, 41st dates. It's it's 41st games. And yeah. he's got to do it every, every day. <laughs> like, dude, you're an NFL quarterback, man. And it comes so naturally. He's like, oh, my. Wow. I'm like really good at this guy. Like, <laughs> he, it's, he just seems like a guy playing like in life with house money. Right. And he's again, you can tell me like the guy's got to be fun to watch. And Justin Herbert is fun to watch. Joe Burrow is fun to watch. It's fun yeah. to watch him like dial things in on the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. But Justin Herbert's just a blast. Every Chargers game is really fun. Um yeah, it's and and he's just so it's like the easiest dude in the world to root for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number four for me. What are you gonna do? Arrest me? It's Jameis Winston. This is easy for me. I, ah. had, to, I had to put Jameis in my top five <laughs> just because like I've got like the up close and personal look at this guy like over and over again and sure. stuff like that. He is the most like unintentionally funny person. That's what Tony Wiggins of Locked on Jaguars will tell you all the time. Of course, Tony intimately familiar with Jameis from his Florida State days and everything. But like I was I was covering the training camp practice when he like ran through the gauntlet and got knocked over and all of this stuff. 
And like the thing about it is like he just gets up and he's just like laughing and having a good time. And like everyone that plays football with this guy absolutely loves him. And then, of course, you have the ah, you got E to W, all these other things. Like there's just so many things about <laughs> That's this. Hilarious. Dude that it, That's just, funny now. Yeah, it was like, weird then, but it's it funny was, now. Now it's hysterical. And then the fact that he's leaned into it and that he's willing to lean in, lean into it. Uh, he meant to say running back tandems once or something like that, and then instead named the contraceptive by accident. Like, just a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Like, he is just the most free dude in the world, and I love him. Like, he's just so lovable. And so, vibes, number four. We love a guy that does not take himself too seriously. Right. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like, he's just happy to be I, I here. Have... Like, that's Jameis. He's just happy to be here. I, so my number five just barely squeaks onto the list, and it's basically entirely on field, and it's Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. Off oh, the field, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. very milk toast. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he says the right things. His voice is kind of funky. Um, you know, the, the ketchup on steak thing is weird, but he's owned it. Now it's a bit, very and weird. I respect that. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's who would you rather watch than Patrick Mahomes in the entire world? I mean, the dude yeah. is like a magician, and it's very fun. Um, and his, his wholesome personality... goofy dweeb thing works because it contrasts like his personality is so different than his football playing persona and something about that contrast just sings yeah i love that i love that you gotta you gotta put patrick mahomes in there uh however i did not but you got to (laughs) uh at number five i went with chase daniel wow Chase Daniel. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> let me let me read you a stat that was published on March 16th of 2022. Chase <laughs> Daniel, this is from The Spun. Chase Daniel has earned $40 million in his career and has King. thrown eight touchdowns during his 13-year NFL career. Labor King, comrade. Dude, <laughs> vibes. My man is balling. Balling. <laughs> Chase Daniel is the epitome of the like the higher you are in your field, the less work you have to do. That is Chase Daniel. <laughs> Chase Daniel, you, you ever watch? Um, uh, 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 oh my goodness, there's that TV show. It's it's a it's a football TV show, and the kid just wants to be a backup quarterback. That's all. Blue, he wants I was to do. about to say yes. Alex Moran, Blue Mountain yes, State. Yes, Blue Mountain State. <laughs> That's that exactly is, it. He just wants to be a backup <laughs> and like, party. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool right here, right where I am. And like Chase Daniel has did that thing. And he has been behind some really good quarterbacks. Like he backed up Drew Brees. Like he was the dude that was like, you know, on the sideline making sure like, hey, Drew, here's what I saw. All those. Like he's a smart quarterback. He's a smart NFL player. But eight career touchdowns, 13 career games, $40 million in earnings. Five million dollars. Look at this. Five million dollars a touchdown is a vibe. <laughs> that is a good vibe, says Nilo nine oh four. That's exactly it. Man, Jason. if I could get a contract like that, I would make zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I would not throw a single touchdown. But hey, at the chance to throw one and set myself up for life at five million dollars, my life for five million dollars, I'll try. Oh I'll yeah, you hurt, tr- I would try for try. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you said you had an honorable mention. 
I was thinking about an honorable mention. It's like a quick one. Uh, PJ Walker, backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Like this guy has taken like just that whole like get it from the mud kind of approach throughout his entire career. He's played in all these other like ancillary leagues and stuff like that come in and he's the only quarterback on the Carolina Panthers that's never lost a game in a start he's 2-0 and in his career right now so it's pretty cool like just a cool dude that like he's one of those guys where like if you gave him a five million dollar per touchdown one he'd be able to set himself up for life he's not gonna he's not gonna rob you of line but he'll be able to set himself up for life for sure because he's got like enough of that talent to be something special I would be remiss if I did not also Put an honorable mention out oh, for Teddy Bridgewater it. as a Vikings oh, fan. Oh, there you go. There I can't. Go. I couldn't put him on my personal top five because there's always for me like a what could have been with him. And when I think of Teddy sure. Bridgewater, I think of, gosh, I was so excited for him, and then he got hurt, and mm-hmm. and it might not be the same ever, you know. And now he's like fine, but he's on other teams, and it's like what what could have been if he didn't get hurt, and he really continued on the developmental arc. It looked like he was on. Yeah. Um. So for me, the vibe is always going to be a little tainted by that, but. As a person, impeccable mm-hmm. vibe. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal yeah. human being that I hope everybody gets to meet someday. Yeah, I feel like New Orleans Saints fans really got like the best of Teddy Bridgewater with absolutely no caveats, like no, yeah. no other things. By the way, before before you wrap up here, send us your top five quarterbacks. Yeah, send us Tweet yours em. and everything. And and I ha- it vibes only. Vibes only. Uh, and I think, Luke, we're going to have to do this for more than just quarterbacks. we got to go running back, wide receiver. we got to have I'm into it up until training. I'm into camp. it. So I'm down yes. to keep doing this. That sounds great. So uh, tune in tomorrow for Tony and James. Undoubtedly a more normal episode than this one. <laughs> um, but you know what? That's who we are here on Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast. So uh, we'll see you all then. Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available on all platforms, your team every day.